In international entertainment news, BBC executives are facing a public outcry following the controversial casting of Jeremy Irons as Doctor Who for the upcoming post-corona series. When reached for comment, showrunner Chris Chibnall indicated, We heard those blokes from Disinform thought it was brilliant. Blame them if you don't like it. Well, if you wanted honesty, you've come to the wrong place. This is the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. And I'm Michael. And we welcome you back to another illustrious edition where we will do nothing but impugn the state. You know what's really funny is that I, I've been paying attention to our YouTube views for last week more than anything just because i'm uh, like i'm kind of like you're waiting you know, for a getting comment? ready for a fight yeah before shane <laughs> before shane does his due dillinger dillinger um, yes yes uh, yes you're sounding sure. like me tonight yeah god bless Shrink. you shrink yeah <laughs> easy um, for you to say which i appreciate <laughs> shane doing uh and nothing we haven't we haven't had anybody come come hit us yet so i i think that's that's great however i did have uh our sweet sweet baby dewan text me with no context and, and ask how do you clean cum off a face mask uh which i don't i don't have an answer but i can tell you how i clean my face mask Duan. uh i fill up a sink with warm water because most of them are delicates you don't want to run them through the washer dryer you might fuck the whole thing up Fair. and then we have uh we have wool light that's for you know sensitive clothing and you just uh you speak to your clothing very gently while you massage that wool light into the fabric uh, mm. And then, and then you rinse it, and, and then it's done. So I get a little club soda, I put it in my mouth, and then I spit it through and and suck it back through the fabric about twelve times, <laughs> and uh, I find that one, oh, it, so it gives a- me a tasty, refreshing beverage, and two, it's gotten most of the stains and the you know proteins out of the fabric. Well, you have Melissa on the other end, so your baby bird filtering it through to Melissa, and she's filtering it no, back to you. No, so it's like I'm, twice refined ginger ale at that point. No, I'm, I'm come greedy, and she's gaggy. So so I mean, I, I I'm just gonna eat it all myself. I don't like to share. Oh goodness, uh, Michael, do, do you, you believe in life after show? Um, so my face skaters, they're machine washable, so I just wash those. And then the masks that I actually have that I wear when I go grocery shopping, never washed. They, yeah, they need to be washed. Uh, no, I washed them a month ago, but they definitely need to be washed. I can I can smell they 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 just smell. I mean that makes sense. I I see you. I've seen you IRL, as the children would say. I uh, can yes. can confirm. You got a little yes. bit of a pizza grease to you. Oh, I don't oh. wear I don't wear those masks in the pizza shop. I wear the face skater there. Speaking of uh, people that speaking of guests, that Duan was the only guest we've actually had on the proper podcast. This is the end of an era for me. This will be the last episode with the old equipment, and we've been mentioning yeah. it throughout the the last few months and weeks of. You know, this will be so nice when I have better equipment to not just podcast, but, you know, do music stuff. Um, mm. My brain got wrinkled a little bit because I realized I'll, I'll still have it's not like I'm getting rid of the equipment I have currently. Uh, I'm going to be getting a new mic as well. I could have a socially distanced guest on my end here in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of take some of the guesswork out because then I know exactly how to get the files over to our lovely editor. And yeah. you also have yourself an instrument mic as well as a vocal mic that you hey. can run in tandem to mm-hmm. track. Ooh. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking because I'm doing the the two two in two out uh, interface, so it'll be it'll be nice. So just like your sex life, two in two out, mm. baby. <laughs> Uh, so Michael, <laughs> tell us about your day. Cause oh, I hear yeah. you had a, a, a dilly. So, um, today was the first day I actually was supposed to have my uh, lab classes in person. And mm. so what that means is, um, up to eight of the 24 students can come in and use the computers that are in the lab room, um, and still run simulations, everything's still online, but you can do it in person. Mm-hmm. So if you have trouble, you can ask me to help you in person as opposed to helping through Zoom. So, um, I had forgotten to, apparently I was tasked with sending out invites and making sure that my students knew that they had to show up. So, I already knew that I wasn't going to have any people, but I'm like, I can still get a feel for the room, you know, see how everything sounds, because I showed up last week and uh, with all, all my other TAs uh, to have a meeting, and anytime someone spoke or unmuted their mics, we had significant feedback, and it made my ears bleed. So I was like, I'm going to try and figure this out on my own. So I get there a little bit late, because I'm like, I'll get some coffee on the way, you know, Smart. might as well. Yes. So I get there two minutes before my lab starts at 8 a.m. Okay. Go up to the door. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Doors locked. Okay. All right. Fine. This has happened to me before in, in, in real life in previous, you know, semesters. So I'm like, I'll go to the physics office. I'm going to start my Zoom session. So my lab through my phone. And I'll just, so I'm walking there. I got the camera on. You can see my, like, face gator. I'm already sweaty because I've been walking for, like, 30 minutes. Like, hey, guys, something happened. Door's locked. I'm going to go to the office and get someone to unlock the door for me. Cool. So I walk there. Lo and behold, the office is locked and no one's there. So it's like, oh, I literally said this to my students. I'm like, oh, this is great. Okay. So... I'm going to figure this out. So I'm like walking around. I even tried to see if any of the other offices were locked. There was a person doing another lab, but I didn't want to interrupt them. So I'm like, all right, fine. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and put students into breakout rooms, which is essentially I put them into groups in different Mm. rooms. It's a feature that Zoom has. Yes. So I place my stuff down outside and I try and do that. You can't do that on mobile phones. All right, this is getting better and better. All right. There's a library next to where I need to go. I walk to that. It's locked. So I'm like, okay, that's weird. It said it should be open. Whatever. So I'm still online with everyone. I'm like, all right, I'll walk to the computing commons, which has computers. I'll try and figure it out there. So at this point, like I had another student saying like, oh, well, I'm in this other library. You can meet me there. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit next to a student and try and have this. This is sounding like a Christopher Nolan plot is how intricate this is starting to get woven. Furthermore. Right. As no one told you that you need to have your ID with you to badge into these places. Yeah. No. Yeah, Michael. <laughs> okay. All right. Because oh, all of the libraries right now, with the exception of one, which I'm not publicizing, uh, are all card entry only. Oh, cool. All right. So then I walk to this area. This this place is open. Doors unlocked. So I sit down. It's a. am the only person in here aside from the people working at the desk. And so it's all quiet. And I'm like... I can't speak too loud because then I feel like I'm screaming in a library. So then I finally, after like 10 or no, like 20, 30 minutes, I finally get them into their groups after I try and answer their questions just by remembering the simulation that I ran a couple days prior. Because the day before, I'm like, I don't need to do much prep. I'll just wing it because that's usually how it goes. 
<laughs> so then I finally get it set up, and then I go to each room, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back home. And I live about 40 minutes away from the school. So I'm like, all right, do you have any questions before I leave? Okay, if you need to contact me, my phone will be in the main room, so you can leave your breakout room go to the main room. I said that, said that to all my students, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So then I haul ass to get back home. I told my girlfriend, because she's also working from home, and her daughter also... Is working from home? What does she do for a living? Home. Yeah. School. Duh. What do you do for the money, honey? Yeah. You got to get an education these times, because they're so useful. Um, liberal arts degree, you know, basket weaving. Anyway... Anyway, so I haul ass to get home. I still have my phone on. So if anyone asks me a question while I'm driving on a freeway, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you just do this. So I finally get home and I get that all set up. But this all happened in the span of about two hours. And it was like early in the morning. And it it just set the whole day. So I was just stressed all fucking day. So I'm really glad I got my script for today's episode done yesterday. But that was that was this morning, and it's just been stressful dealing with students and <sighs> stuff since. So, well, we it. we might have to decommission some of this, but yeah, this is the perks of working at a uh, a college where they do not allow you to post any signage which has a negative connotation or has a word that will imply that you are restricting people. So we have had to fight. I finally received like a communique from the dean of my or the provost of my campus saying. Uh, we have students complaining that they can't get into your building and it's locked, but you have signs posted saying that you're open and the hours are available. It's like, yeah, you have to badge in like most everywhere now because all buildings are facilities buildings. When I've gone over to pick up keys and things are also locked. They have everything essentially in, in a lockdown mode. So you have to badge in with your card any place that you need to be. And uh, so I finally was able to get a sign that indicates that you need to badge into the uh, the branch in order to access it. And it's been very entertaining time. So I can I can understand and relate to your vexation because there's a lot of it happening presently. Boy, howdy. So, yeah. Yeah. That's just too so much. I fun. wanted to say that on air because that was. <laughs> so if I if I fall asleep mid sentence or something like that, it's just because I'm so exhausted. Okay? I thought it's because you're listening to your own presentation. No, I, I've, I've practiced enough so that I've developed an immunity to my own de- drowsing effect. That's why okay. I can still talk to people and not fall asleep in a sentence. Yeah, I started watching uh, What We Do in the Shadows in their, or the TV uh, show, the Hulu, or FX version, and the Psychic Vampire uh, definitely reminded me a lot of you, buddy. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, I was going to say, did, uh, did someone get some psychic vampire repellent? I was going to say, Gwyneth Peltro can help you out with that. Mm-hmm. There is, uh, It's fairly reasonably priced as well, if you want to yeah, get a little goop on you. It's fairly like expense. 40 $50. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> it's important for you to be able to go through your day without having your aura siphoned. So True that. My story on uh, what happened uh, last night has a little bit of a preamble, and that is uh, sometimes... There's a man. No, um, I am what Becky uh, taught me a new phrase uh, affectionately. Uh, I am fun employed. I'm making some some changes to the old life. And in doing so, I have some downtime. And it's all nice and positive stuff right now. But I'm kind. it's been a vacation vibe. And mm, nice. Uh, I, I've, I've been on a scale of like 1 to 2015 Sam. I'm about like, like half. 
which is okay. which is a decent amount. Never swear which is my Johnny words. Depp level. Yeah. Anyway, so, so because this is like the ten thousand, you know, a one thousand. So like Vikings, you're sailing to the new world. Leif Erikson. Yeah, sorry, wh- whatever, nerd. History jokes don't work um, here. I'm sorry, I forgot. No, no, wrong podcast. That's the one that you were going to start before, and then we talked you out of it. Uh, <laughs> that was the one he actually did fall asleep while he was recording it and didn't notice halfway yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was one time. We're preparing <laughs> your funeral. Recording. People don't it's, forget. Uh, the, the funeral pyre is about to be lit. If you, uh, you know, give me another moment, I'll get my arrow lit and we'll be ready to go. <laughs> Oof. Wait, so you shoot the arrow for your own pyre? I'm going to shoot it for yours, guaranteed. I, just, oh, you beat me. You beat me there. So anyway. last night, um, we had some, we had a couple friends over, like a literal, uh, a friend couple. They, they came over and they taught me how to make fried chicken, uh, which sounds like you should know how to do it, but I, I'm new to eating chicken again. And it was a really, mm. really nice evening. We were socially distanced, shut the fuck up. It was fine. Like, and then you elected to swing? Uh, I mean, from an actual swing. Her husband no, is, sex uh, swing. her husband is a looker, you know, and, uh, I agreed. Worked. However, but you didn't so touch because socially distanced. Exactly, exactly. I spit I spit from six feet away into his mouth, and he did the same thing. Look, but don't touch. Kevin. Come on, Kevin. Anyway, so the it, I think Becky Becky fell asleep on the couch and went to bed at like ten. We stayed up for another couple hours just, just drinking. And the I think around midnight they left and I'm decompressing. I'm watching Venture Brothers on the couch. I have my headphones on. Uh and I see out of the corner of my eye, I see what looks like a fast scuttle. From something underneath my entertainment center to underneath my my sofa, like the opposite end of my sofa. And as anyone who's seen Alien enough times would do, I freaked the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not okay. Like, especially because it's late enough and you've been drinking enough that you're like, I could have imagined that. But I'm f- I'm confident in myself that I'm not, like like hallucinating shit or whatever. I'm not tired. You know, I'm yeah. Anyway, I didn't drink any moonshine. So I get the dogs, uh, my three dogs, and I get them on the opposite side of the dog gate. So they're not in the living room. And I proceed to like a crack fiend looking for copper to steal, to sell. I am moving all of my furniture, trying to find this, uh, unidentified scuttling object. And, <laughs> I'm seeing nothing. <laughs> Meanwhile, Frank, you know, the one who eats his own shit, is the one on- that you can hear barking on occasion as well. Yeah, he's he's yes. been on the podcast multiple times. He's- the Danny DeVito of the dog trio living in your home. <laughs> that is very, very true. He just wants to be pure. He yeah. <laughs> one would say him eating shit is upcycling. Uh he <laughs> <laughs> He is at the gate, and right next, like, if you enter our house and you go through the dog gate to the right is their dog bed, and right where the dog bed ends is where our our bar that Logan built us as a wedding gift is. And Frank is looking dead set at the crevice where the dog bed and the bar meet, and he's whining. And he's a hunter, like, he's a piece of shit, but he might be the smartest dog in the house because he wants to kill and he wants to eat. That's the only things he really mm. cares about. And if he still yep. had the ability to, I would say he'd probably be a fuck machine. Uh, so I get him by the collar and I'm like, you know what? No one is around. No one's awake. And I'm just drunk enough. I'm going to try and let you be a bloodhound tonight. <laughs> like, I need you to find whatever the fuck is going on. Because there's it's either that you're going to find something 
quicker than 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 I will. Or yes. I'm losing my goddamn mind. I'll have a panic attack and I'll go try and find a therapist tomorrow and we'll we'll kind of work from there. So I get him by the collar and he just beelines it right for that crevice. And he's whining and he's not being too loud, but it's it's definitely like he's haunched up. You know, he is ready. He's ready to attack. And I'm still not seeing anything. So I put him back on the other side of the gate. And then I go and I put my flashlight to the crevice again. And I nearly jumped out of my own skin. And there's a fucking mouse staring right at me. I have never seen a mouse in like when I was a kid in Michigan, we'd find we'd find them all the time in our garage and, and whatnot or around the house. But in the entire time I've lived in Arizona, I have found other things that will kill you or that are venomous mm. and that, like just super problematic. And I've had them here in this house, but a mouse. So I turned to like try and find something like, all right, let's see if I can catch this fucking thing. And when I came back, it, it was gone. And at this point, it's like 230 and I am losing my mind. So I have ordered non-lethal traps. They're arriving tomorrow. And I'm going to try and get that little fucker out of here. I'm named him Wilbur. Um, but that was the manic, like, I, I'm glad that I don't have, like, nest cameras. But also kind of sad, because I bet if I could have watched that footage, it would have been endlessly entertaining to see to see a grown ass man nearing his thirties almost having a mental breakdown over trying to find a mouse in his in his uh, living room. Shoot, you could have put that on our podcast YouTube. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> um, but being fun employed, uh, there's a moment from the book. It it's, it hasn't been represented in either the miniseries, to my knowledge, or the film, uh, the two parter. I felt like Ben Hanscom and. In the, the context that in the beginning of the book, they're all getting the, the calls that it's time to return to Derry because, you know, the mm-hmm. monsters returned. And all of them have this moment of almost like near invincibility where they can just drink and drink and drink and drink and nothing hurts. <laughs> I'm like, I will never forget the first, I will never forget that scene in the book where he's sitting in the bar and his bartender that has been his, his, his friend that, you know, in the context of mm-hmm. the bartender to a patron for years. He's like, I think this guy's going to fucking die tonight. Yeah, that's how I felt and last night. <laughs> you were uh, you were squeezing lemon wedges into your nose and snorting it in order to cope with the amount of alcohol I you felt, were going to consume. Yeah. By three a.m., I was like, "I'm just going to take my Kindle up into the bedroom uh, with the dogs, and if I fall asleep, good. If not, like I just can't stay down there because I'll just keep thinking about where this goddamn mouse is, and I'll just keep drinking, and it'll be it'll be six thirty, and Becky will walk out of the the room, and I'll be crawling on the floor, slobbering." <laughs> I'll like, get you, my pretty. You'll be like Hunter Thompson with a knife between your teeth, just looking at things like, I swear to God, it's here. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking creatures are crawling out of everything. Like, Becky, Becky, we got to get it. Hold on. Give me five seconds. Also, I haven't so, slept in 48 hours. <laughs> yeah, basically. Also, real quick, because uh, I was checking uh, more of our uh, info stuff, uh, you know, under the dashboard for, for our podcast. We mm-hmm. missed two people or two two places to say to acknowledge and say hi to. Again, another oh, hand. Nicaragua, uh, Austria, and Canada. So thank you guys. If, uh, oh. if it was a one time thing, Ontario, I think. Yeah, it's think all it's, it's all yeah. Ontario. So. Mm-hmm. And the reason that the Fuhrer has called me down out of my Alps in Austria today is that I do have it occur to me. What? 
I know that it's from Inglorious Bastards. Are you talking about under the floorboards? Like from the Well, I mean, if a mouse were to enter your home right now, John, there would we you go. meet okay. it with hostility? I just, I just had to have you connect it for me. <laughs> would you meet it with a saucer of your delicious IPA that you've just poured out? <laughs> I did have a quick moral debate of like because I saw the fucking thing and I was like Aw, it's cute, but also, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> uh, and Becky and I lined up without even meaning to, because I told her that I'd ordered non-lethal traps. She goes, oh, that's good. I don't really think I could, like, I think it would just be really sad to see, like, a decapitated mouse in the uh, first thing in the morning. And I was like, yeah, that's what I thought, too. Uh, I'd rather, uh, you know, just have it. Have it have a very uncomfortable evening and then let it out into the front yard where all the cats are on prowl. This is how I know that you and I are on opposite but almost the same side of the spectrum as you've managed to complete the circuit and I'm right on the end of it. Is that I can't wait to see something dead right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm desperately, desperately waiting for something to die in my close proximity or for me to help it along the way. Uh, but the scuttling thing is for reals. And since we're talking about the alien thing, I'll have a quick story. I was in a laundry room when I was living in Anthem and I was getting a shirt out of the dryer. And as I was pulling the shirt up, I was looking at the ceiling and from the grate in the ceiling comes a scorpion. Fuck that is that forever. Burn that fucking thing down. It is immense. Like it's a mammoth scorpion and it is hanging from its stinger. From the air vent, like a face hugger, and I had a, a half second where I was like, "This is it! The fucking face hugger's coming! It's got me!" Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. The xenomorph invasion has begun, and, and then it <laughs> fell onto the dryer in front of me. Oh my god! And I was at least able to get it before it started to run off of the dryer, and I slammed the shirt w- with my hands in <sighs> it down on top of it and killed it. But yeah, I had a, a flash second where I was just like, okay, this is it. This is the scene where everyone else is walking around with the little light tubes and Ian yeah. Holmes in the corner oh. and the one just falls on top of me. It was a Sigourney segue for me. Yeah. I had my one moment where I was Sigourney. Uh, indeed. Like, stern point of fact. Um, yeah, so I've, I've heard people talk about like how like trauma comes in all different shapes and sizes and things like that. And, I'm glad that you had a story about a large ass scorpion because at first, because of all the problems that we've had in our home with scorpions, mm-hmm. I thought that it was just the world's largest fucking scorpion that had scuttled. And I was like, no fucking way. I'm not doing this. I will burn the house down and I'll admit that I did it. I'll go to jail rather than deal with this. Well, Michael uh, and his science background might have a moment here. And since we're talking about poisonous things that terrify us. Uh, Mr. Michael, are you familiar with the Huntsman Spider of Australia? Um, I'm familiar with the, I think it's the Camel, um, spider in the Middle East. Okay. That's well, a this, massive thing. Yeah. So the Huntsman is essentially, uh, the largest spider on the planet that I can think of. I'm, I'm not going to be factually accurate here, but of course our researcher is going to dive in, but it's essentially the size of your hand. Is how, you know, enormous this thing yeah, is. So my good. brother is down in Australia, uh, and he was doing Holy some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just looked it up. There you are. So anyone <laughs> who wants to Google image search these things, you're going to horrify yourself. So my brother's in Australia 
and he has gone to the restroom in you know late in the evening and he's going back to bed well my brother wears glasses he is uh, visually impaired not you know to an extreme degree but he requires Enough. glasses and uh, so he looks over and on the wall he sees this weird spot and it's pretty big and he's like oh what is that so he goes over and he puts his face right up against it to oh. bring it into focus into a stark relief against the wall, and then he sees one of the legs lift up near his nose oh. and officially lose his, uh, just absolutely lost his mind. Apparently, he tried to beat it to death with a Doc Martin, and the thing was still moving. I believe it. It's like the Terminator Ugh. of all, you know, spiders, and uh, the arachnid invasion began. So uh, I sympathize, but I think my brother had it worse than I did. Uh, I. I believe the Zoomers call that not safe for life. Indeed. True that. And uh, speaking of not safe for life, uh, we have learned nothing in this week beyond the fact that uh, recording this podcast and dedicating certain opinions or thoughts or moments to record will have a ramification. We cannot do this with impunity. So I... We've said this for years, Shane. I, I woke up on... Tuesday morning? So, uh, yesterday. And uh, it might have even been Monday morning. It is, it's not important to the context of the story, yeah. but, uh, I had a Facebook message from an individual who said, so just made it up to episode 39. And, uh, I'm, I'm both like super cringy and kind of proud of myself. And, uh, oh, yes, it's exactly what I thought it was. It was exactly what you thought it was. So, uh, yeah, the individual who wrote me that love letter while we were in high school, uh, uh heard the episode where oh we were talking God. about her and her efforts. And so she finally, uh, I did not plug the podcast. I did not force her in its direction. Uh, she, it happened organically and she found it. And so we, we had a very interesting exchange and apparently it helped to, uh, embolden her spirit because she's going through some interesting stuff in her work right now. And, uh, so there's a, a shout out to Teresa. If you make it this far, she might have just warded herself off of listening, but, uh, you know, bless you and thank you for, for taking That's that so in awesome. such good stride. Teresa, entertaining. you're the best. Beautiful. Uh, also, well, one, I, I don't want to like beat that to death too much, but I had done like a little bit of re-listen when I was putting together like a best of little mm -hmm. playlist and I think I'm almost done with it. Uh, and I'll send it to you guys afterward or at some point, but yeah, um, that was like probably one of the most wholesome moments on the history of our show. So to have, to have a little bow put onto that moment and, mm -hmm. and also not just be a colossal piece of shit bow, but like an actual, <laughs> like a satisfying conclusion, uh, that makes my whole week, to be honest with you. That's really, really, yeah. really awesome. Um, I was immensely amused by it as well. Also, um, I cannot access my phone right now because it's what I'm using to do our Zoom sessions for the final fucking time. Um, can one of you pull up our Instagram because, uh, constant listener, Steven. Steven. Sent us, uh, sent us something. I think it's probably worthwhile just to read the message that he sent before we get into, uh, part two. Okay. So Steven, he messaged us and he said, hi guys. Your QAnon episode reminded me of something I learned just the other day about how the whole QAnon conspiracy is basically a rehashing of the satanic panic of the 80s, and both of Ooh. which can be tied to a backlash against progressive social movements. 
In the 80s, it was uh, women more engaged in the workplace and gaining reproductive rights. And currently, it is a backlash against gay slash trans rights. Since Michael is doing a two-part at some point, I thought I'd send this his way. And it's an article which I guess Michael has never read because he doesn't care about uh, promoting the show. Uh, but no. it's an article, um, essentially, the, the title is, Why Are Right-Wing Conspiracies So Obsessed With Pedophilia? Um, Ooh. Stephen, yeah. Stephen also wanted to mention, and this is to you, Michael, um, that there is a godlike Star Trek character named Q, but he's unrelated to the conspiracy as far as he's aware. Yes, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I actually looked it up when I was editing last week's episode. He is Q. Um, it is in the, uh, next generation, uh, with, uh, Picard and everything. And I yeah. responded to Steven in person by saying, yes, I am aware that was also a Star Trek character, but I'm not going to one, dignify Michael for knowing something and two, yeah. identify that show as something that I have had any contact with. Well, it's because you like yeah. good And then also, it like wasn't part of the conversation right. as well. I just pointed that out, and you're like, shut the fuck up. So. But Steven, thank oh, no, you. I, uh, I was pointing out to the yes. James Bondage of of it all. But yes, thank you, Steven. As yeah, sure. yeah, very much. So Appreciate that it. actually is something interesting. So, uh, Steven, if you actually are looking up that stuff, I would recommend, um, because I've mentioned this podcast before, uh, this is actually just to Steven, because... I, I don't social media. Um, there's a podcast I've mentioned called Behind the Bastards. Uh, the show host, uh, Robert Evans covers a lot of, uh, not just Q, but more of the alt-right uh, movement. Um, he's a reporter, uh, in Portland and he actually is kind of the person that motivated me to do that episode on Chaz a couple months ago. Um, but he does a lot of covering. He actually interviewed, um, the founder and this will kind of tie in to this episode. So I'll actually mention that in a, in a minute there. But, um, there's actually, yeah, there are a lot of parallels between the uh, satanic scare of the eighties and then the QAnon movement here and the actual movement from instead of, because a lot of, uh, reactionary people would talk about, um, the women are being threatened. No, no, this is actually kind of important to think about because a lot of people like the KKK and everything would always talk about white women being threatened by these minorities. But since women started becoming a lot more autonomous, started getting, you know, out there and, and it was harder to be like, well, you got to think about the women, but they're now independent. So they started moving over to pedophilia because children can't really be independent. So it's easier to focus on that instead of, well, think about the white women. Yes. You have to have some justification, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. So, so to, to be on, to, to go with that, Stephen, yeah, I did know a lot about that. And that's actually because of the podcast that I just mentioned behind oh, yeah. the bastards. Nice. Uh, we also want to recommend for anybody who is interested, if you are presently, uh, enduring an alt right movement, Kaopectate, uh, Peptobismol, they'll stop that right up. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. That acid reflex. Mm. Also, just, you know, Reading a honest, honest to God article, you know, just just researching a point in general will probably cure you of that disease. So. Yeah, information tends <laughs> yeah. to to help that immensely. Yeah, uh, and also, fun, uh, funnily enough, for just the two of you, Stephen also included while he was in traffic that day, coming into work, he got behind a truck whose license plate reads "I am Q." <gasps> or Gasp. it was actually, I think it was I am QAnon. So oh. we, we know who it is now. It's been identified out in the wild. It's some random guy, probably with Chuck Nuts in uh, Phoenix. It was a raised truck, uh, strangely enough. Huh. Never would have expected. Who would have thought? <laughs> so 
For those who are uninitiated and who didn't catch uh, part one of this episode, and I pity you because heaven help you if you've gotten this far in, what we typically do here is we will delve into an esoteric or obscure topic and submit it for your approval or disapproval, dependent upon what YouTube thread you're commenting on. And essentially, in the midst of explaining it to one another, we will leaven in the occasional lie just to keep things interesting. And it is then incumbent upon the co-hosts to then ferret out the fact from fiction and scream at it and, uh, you know, throw sharp objects and uh, hope that it runs. Interloper! Occasionally, it might run behind the bar and we got a sick Frank on it. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's where we're at right now. That's finished! So... This week, we are going to be doing our follow-up in that last week we had part one of uh, Mike's deep dive into Quainan and uh, <laughs> uh, starting with Pizzagate, and now we're moving on to the uh, the hard stuff. Which, if you guys where... can believe, has nothing to do with actual pizza. I didn't really know that. Well, it had to do with cheese pizza, but that's more just a code word, so... Uh... I would rather have a big sausage pizza. You and me both. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you haven't fucked me well enough to hit me that hard. <laughs> I feel like a, there's there's some joke to the government in there somewhere. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, hot take. <sighs> yeah. um, so I will start off by saying there are three lies. And then also, before we start, because I figured this out while I was editing, uh, John, you asked what the QAnon conspiracy viewed of Epstein's death last year, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That he killed himself or was murdered. Well, QAnon believes the third option, that Epstein actually faked his own death instead of committing suicide or was murdered. Epstein was too important to lose. He had so much information on the sexual deviances of so many of the cabal elites but not Trump. Never that guy. Sounds like a cool person, though. Believe me, I know cool guys. Um, so Trump faked Epstein's death with a right. body double, it looks like. Right. Okay. And took him off to Gitmo or Guantanamo. Uh, I'm going to butcher it because I can never get Guantanamo that. Guantanamo Bay. Yes. yes. Uh, to protect him from being killed for real. Uh, at least that's what I think they're saying. Okay. Uh, it's really hard to understand what they're actually saying. I can't. I don't know if like... He was part of the cabal that they captured and they're going to get the information or if he was also working secretly for Trump and then he got. Oh, he's yeah, a double I, agent. Good. That makes this uh, no more convoluted than it was already. Yeah, I'm a secret double agent there. Fuck face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. OK. Um, now that we set the stage with Pizzagate and then a little bit more information with Epstein, I think it's time we do a brief intro on the man, the myth, but certainly not the legend, Q themselves. So I will be trying to reference to Q uh, as gender neutral, just because like, I don't want to assume that they're male. It's, it's important they could to also do. Be, yes, they could also be multiple people. And I also think that it's just kind of funny to go with that kind of uh, approach because a lot of people that believe in Q wouldn't. So I feel like it's almost like a subtle jab. So it's LGBTQ anon. Oof. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> um, I like it though. You're welcome. So, uh, a person identifying as Q Clearance Patriot first appeared on the poll board of 4chan on October 28th, 2017. Now, um, it's actually called slash poll. Um, so it's a forward slash P O L. Uh, forward slash. Um, it's the image board forum 
So image board is essentially, it's like a forum. So since we're old enough, you remember forums and like chat forums and everything from back in the day. An image board is a, is, is a forum, but it's mainly communicating through pictures. So instead of using text to respond, it's with pictures. That's, that's the whole difference between a normal forum and an image board. Okay. Now, slash poll is short for politically incorrect. Uh, which comes with all the baggage that you'd expect mm. from some calling something politically incorrect. Was it yes? Was it bullshit? Uh, that it, the name was Q Anon Clearance. No, okay. That's it was Q Clearance Patriot. Oh, no, there we go. Sorry. Yeah, just because yes, I remember, yes. yeah, you fucked us over with the uh, you know clearance level stuff last week. So no, no, it is Q Clearance. Q Clearance is a real thing, but it's tied with um energy. the Department of Energy yes. for some reason. Yes. Um. So. It was expected, so slash poll, was expected to be the place where people with more fringe beliefs could go and not get banned like they would on other image boards on 4chan. Is it kind of like r slash the Donald got fucked over because it was just a group of just hateful, bigoted dick noses? Yes. So politically incorrect kind of like, all right, uh, so a little bit of history. Like I said, last week I was on 4chan for a time because I was edgy. Um, I was on 4chan when the owner of the website... His he's called on there moot. I he's Christopher something or other. I can't remember his actual name, and I didn't write it down. Uh, he introduced that uh, image board. It was supposed to be the kind of place where people could go to talk about politics um, without fe- being fe- uh, without fearing like getting banned. So it was supposed to be the more free speech aspect. Um, but it quickly turned into a place where racists and other fringe people could make really bad memes. Um, I can only recall one time when I was like, let's go on there and do that. Let's see what they're doing, right? And the first two or three posts posts were really racist pictures of African-Americans. So I just noped on out of there. I'm like, nah, nah. I'm basically done with the fucking internet anyway at this point, you know? I was, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the whole idea here that these folks want some form of acceptance or kinship to share in their, you know, vampant hatred... Just, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's like the Marx Brothers joke of, you know, I don't want to be a part of any group that would have me as a member. Right. Most of these individuals should just take the fact that they're isolated nuts and just keep to themselves and stop trying to get it all over everybody else. Right. Yeah. But, you know, loneliness or anger breeds company. And when you have places that extol the idea of free speech... Uh, then that's where people that are like, I'm going to push that envelope, that's where they go. Um, I didn't writ- write this in here, but based off of the podcast that I had listened to, um, that the Behind the Bastards, where the uh, host interviewed the founder of 8chan, which I'll cover in a little bit, um, he had mentioned that 4chan was actually uh, founded off of a, was actually a splinter group of sorts from a pre, from an older website called Something Awful. The founder, Moot, didn't like the moderation. He felt it was too restrictive for free speech. And so he was like, I'm going to make my own thing with more free speech. And that was kind of what happened with 8chan, where the founder was like, I don't like 4chan. It's got too much moderation. I'm going to make a better one with more free speech. So, but I'll cover that in a little bit more detail. Um but that's the whole kind of idea behind this original board where Q Clarence Patriot posted his things. Okay. So Q Clarence Patriot posted in a thread called Calm Before the Storm, uh, a reference to the movie The Calm Before the Storm, a documentary that covers David Bowie's first record, which I thought was interesting. That's bullshit. 
yeah, it's bullshit. I had to give at least one. It, like, I had to make it at least a little bit funny. And I was like, there has to be a movie called The Calm Before the Storm. And I searched yeah, for man. like a good 10 minutes. That, I'm like, that lie was, there's a con- there's Yeah, that lie was there's super a documentary. bad. That was a super bad yeah. lie. Just like in that movie, super bad. Super bad, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, I Before we get too far afield, I actually wasn't listening to what Michael was saying because I was looking up. If you want to have a place where they actually openly encourage free speech and there's a really wonderful and accepting message board where people will actually get back to you with the opposing viewpoint and actually have a discourse, Daryl Davis, who I have discussed from the uh, Rogan podcast episode where they were having the session, the gentleman who got folks to leave the clan, has uh, started and helps to moderate on a website called Minds.com where they do Ooh. actually encourage individuals who hold these extreme viewpoints and oftentimes these caustic uh, messages that they impart, and they welcome them to come on there and actually have a conversation and have a post in an open forum with other individuals who can follow you and tit for tat and just exchange ideas without having fear of being castigated or it to you know, erupt into an argument. So uh, while we were on there, I just felt like so, it was worth mentioning. I just couldn't remember the website. So he's doing that in a productive way to try and like shine a light that, you know, those aren't really to actually open the dialogue like res- mm-hmm. i hate saying respectfully because it's so polarized like i don't respect those viewpoints at all right but i see what he's what he's trying to get at where it's like let's just have a conversation like humans and then i'm going to show yep. you or try and actually educate you on why that's incorrect and why you know there's some room for improvement like a lot it's a free exchange of ideas and actually to have a place where people can have just an open forum and be respectful of one another and have differing opinions even. it's. I don't think that they're necessarily saying, come over here and let us indoctrinate you. They're just saying, if you truly believe this that ardently and to feel the need to go to another forum and post and try to you know raise people to your cause, come speak with us. And But at the same time, if you have an open mind, we'll have an open mind and we'll meet in the middle and let's just explain to each other why we feel this way and more often than not you you kind of have a straw man argument in a lot of these situations anyway either that or you're completely insane but oftentimes you can actually reach a a reasonable sort of accord with each other after some conversation so i felt it was worth noting just because we are trying to do this and and show both sides and uh, i'm sorry for for derailing us for a second but i felt it was important because it's one of the few resources i've encountered where it's not just hey let's all get over here in our hate tank and share our our venom it's actually saying please we're we're more than happy to play devil's advocacy with you let's just have a conversation no i i really like that and i appreciate the the addition of it um please send me the you I send shall. me the link and i'll include it in the show notes yes. because like i feel like that is Something that we should offer, I doubt we'll get any people that are from this, that believe in this conspiracy theory. But, you know, just in case there's a chance that one person does, if that, I'd rather give them the opportunity to be able to go to a place to do that. Mm -hmm. Because most, and you're right, most, most people that they don't truly believe in it or they just are trying to be incendiary. And so the ones that really do want to challenge other people's like beliefs and, you know, are confident in these, incendiary beliefs i think it's a good place to offer so that people can go there and you know actually have a debate instead of just being in an echo chamber Mm -hmm. because that's something that the internet has really gravitated towards especially in this well the last decade and this decade too where 
no matter what political belief you are, you are just going to be, depending on your social media, surrounded by the same people. It's an echo chamber. Yep. And so offering these places where people of differing attitudes or beliefs can go and hash things out is absolutely amazing. And it, yeah, it won't change millions of minds, but it doesn't need to. Yeah. It just needs to change people's, you know, this guy, you know, every, every like just a couple people. That's, if that's all that it, if that's all that takes, that's all that matters. It helps you know? to kind of stem the tide of violence as well, because mm-hmm. all too often the reason someone gets to a point of having an outburst is because they don't feel they're being listened to and they feel alienated and isolated. And so allowing someone an open forum and welcoming them to have a conversation will help to subdue that to a certain extent. It's not going to happen right. all the time, but occasionally if you right. can weed one or two out, that's what you're, I mean, there's a reason we're having a podcast right now. We are here mm-hmm. to talk to each other and we want to feel like our voices are being heard and thrown out into the ether and, and being accepted. So someone yeah. else gets the same opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's better than nothing. A non-zero chance is significantly better than a zero chance, zero percent chance. So it's, I love that that is a thing and I definitely want to support it and make it a part of the show notes. Yeah. So the thing that you had missed while you were looking that up is I said the, Q Clearance Patriot posted in a thread titled Calm Before the Storm, a reference to the movie The Calm Before the Storm, a documentary that covers David Bowie's first record, which John correctly called bullshit on. Yes. Bless you, Mr. J. Yes. Yes. Um, It is actually thought to be a reference to Trump's cryptic statement that he gave earlier that month, so earlier in October 2017. He had called reporters in to take pictures of himself some military leaders, and their wives before they had dinner. Trump said, quote, You guys, I'm not going to use, I'm not going to try and, uh, um, you know, use his accent because I, I just suck at accents. So. I like how you say or it's an accent because it definitely is an accent. You know, like. Yes. All I know is huge instead of huge, and, and I'm probably getting that one wrong. So it's a, it's a Pennsylvania thing for sure. Yes. So Trump said, you guys know what this represents. Maybe it's the calm before the storm. Could be the calm, the calm before the storm. He refused to specify what that meant. So he had sent reporters, uh, based on the article that I read, he'd sent reporters away, like earlier in the day. And then after they were all, you know, gearing up to leave and everything, then he calls them all back in for this dinner. And then he says that. And he refused to specify what that meant. I was going to say, I'm going to throw out one of my favorite quotes from the film Seven as Brad Pitt turns to Morgan Freeman and says, Could the freak be any more vague? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So in this thread, so the thread that calm before the storm, uh, Q was tasked with posting Intel drops, which he called crumbs, because, you know, gotta make it sound like a movie, uh, straight to 4chan in order to convertly inform the public about, and I use this term because I heard it from a friend, uh, our God Emperor Baby Hands's master plan <laughs> to stage a counter coup, a counter coup, counter coup, drink. <laughs> I got so excited by God Emperor Baby Hands because I call them out at work. I uh, I would love to see a band named God Emperor Baby Hands. That would be a good band name, you know? It could be any band. like It could be like an on-the-nose indie band. It could be a metal band, a hip-hop collective. I was actually thinking of calling our next album that, so we'll take it under <laughs> advisement. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, put that in the notes. Yeah. Oh, no, we could send it to Heavy Breathing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, there we go. 
Uh, so to covertly, covertly inform the public about our God Emperor Baby Hands' master plan to stage a counter coup against members of the deep state. Now, how did he manage to convince people that he was the real deal? It was thanks to a couple of coincidences. So the first one, a Q kind of guessed that Trump would tweet the word small on Small Business Saturday, and that Q appeared to be on Air Force One by posting blurry pictures of a couple of islands at the same time Trump would have been flying past similar-looking islands, but only if his flight path didn't follow a straight line, uh, like going probably several hundred miles out of his way. So did he also, because he also should have predicted then the same tune that if the stoplight was red, Trump's motorcade would come to a stop until, until, and, and hear me out here, Michael, Michael, Michael. So when you see a red stoplight, uh, would you rather that the, the car keeps going through the stoplight or would you rather that they stop at the stoplight while the red light is still there? Because we're, we're in a society, Michael, we're in a society. We stop at green, we go faster at yellow and we go on green. Anyway, was the, uh, was the typing S or saying something with S on Small Business Saturday? Is that bullshit? No. Oh. Sorry, Shane. You look like you hate me right now. <laughs> uh, no. He predicted that Trump would tweet the word small on Small Business Saturday. Yes. I was going to say, and no. People- I think Shapiro is actually more upset with stoplights because it's something that changes and it's, it's not just inherently one thing. You don't get the opportunity to do that. I mean, it'd be a fucking stop sign. Then you're at least certain about something. And you just say, look, I want you to stop right now. It's not like, oh, maybe you should stop. Maybe you should slow down. Maybe you should go. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you fucking mind. Make a decision for once, you fucking losers. Yeah, Al Gore. I don't believe in fucking traffic lights. Little waffly, flip-flopping piece of shit. Anyway, Joe, thanks for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate getting the chance to <laughs> chat with you. <laughs> anyway, here's the definition oh, of kosher. Okay. Um, so, uh, real quick, um, because since you're both, you know, listen to Rogan. Hey, hey, hey. Partially you're, you know. (laughs) uh, Anyway, um, did you know that he has come out to say that he would moderate a debate between, uh, Trump and Biden? Rogan? Yeah, I heard that. He's, he is not very in, uh, reassured by Biden at all. He is one of the individuals who frequently points out that he seems to be kind of running off the rails occasionally. Though he does seem to be improving now as he's kind of hitting his stride. So, uh, he's, he's not talking about some sort of, uh, transgendered individual named Whipwop that he used to trade cheese with back in the fifties. Excuse so. me? <laughs> I feel like this is a story, but yeah. I'm too lazy to look Let's it up. Let's just leave that alone and, and move on. Anyway, so. Now is where I explain something that I didn't recall nor do due diligence to research last week and involves what are called trip codes. I thought it okay. involved uh, what you do for a living. Uh, I, didn't do, I didn't do any research and I didn't prepare at all. I just that's showed me. up and expected to wing it. That's me. That No, nah, that's that's actually that's my TA position. That's my actual like research for my degree position. Yeah. yeah, yeah preparation's right. not necessary at all. You're absolutely correct. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Um, well done. So, this should have been included in last week's episode, uh, where I mentioned that 4chan and similar websites allow uh, people to post anonymously. Right. Uh, however, I never addressed what happens when a user needs to post multiple times. How can they, how can they prove that they are the same poster? Trip codes are a sort of password-protected digital signature. 
and allow multiple posts to be tied to a single po- single poster without having to use an account. So it's essentially like an intermediary between complete anonymity and uh, like actually having an account. So you can see, oh, this trip code, because you need to input the correct password in order to get the correct okay. code. Right, so they know. Oh, this is the same person that posted. It's essentially so, like throwing in tags or keywords that you're going to have to make it, and where you're able to find the person again, or yeah, the topic yeah, so, again, etc. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So they know that. Okay, this person is. It's. It's almost. It's literally like a dig- digital signature. Okay. Right. So, um, the, he was able to make his statements. You know, talking about the calm before the storm and everything, and then he was able to use this trip code to prove these other things using these pictures and saying that Trump will say small on small business Saturday. Right. That's I I'm going to, I don't want to, you know, log jam here, but the, you know, blurry photos from air force one sounds like bullshit to me. It's very likely not, but I just had to it mention, isn't. okay. God, uh, the yeah. temptation to add a lie in there was strong, but I fought it. Those were the two main ones that the article that I'd read about it pointed it was towards. Just, and I can show you pictures Oh, no, no, you're fine. It's just such a convoluted exchange where it's like, okay, well, if he's not heading in a straight line and if he was heading north by northwest, which is not a reference to the movie. Anywho, yeah. move on. Yeah, no, he, he, he makes like a big, he makes like a big sweeping like curve as opposed to flying straight. Then he would have seen islands that might have looked like the ones that the that Q posted. All right, but why he would have taken a straight like curve around in Air Force One is beyond me. So, yeah. All right. So now that Q had an audience by air quotes proving that he was connected to uh, in some way to Trump, he started talking a lot. According to Q in 2017, Trump was never involved with Russia. Nor was he under investigation by Mueller, which was a big deal back then, right? Nope. It was actually Clinton and Obama who were corrupted by Putin. Trump, even before he was elected, figured all this out and has been pretending to be butt buddies with Putin and slash or involved with Russia ever since as a way to force a third party, Mueller, uh, Uh, to investigate these horrors. Mr. Peepers, thank you. Yes, yes. The horrors, the aforementioned sexually killing, you know, exploiting children. I like that you said horrors as it sounded like horrors, and then we talked about sexually molesting I always have trouble saying that word. I trust me, it's not it's not now. It's every time I say that word, it just sounds like I'm saying horrors instead of the word. So um and actually according to the article, because we mentioned that they were Satanists. By the time that that article was written that I got my information from for that paragraph, it was written in December 2017, the jury was still out if they were actually Satanists or if it was just some part of weird blackmail scheme involving the CIA. All right, then. So, like I said, QAnon's Wait, say that conspiracy. Again? So, according to the article, which was written in two, uh, 2017 in December, the jury was still out, so they hadn't determined if... Clinton and Obama and all these other, the cabal were actually Satanists or if they were actually just some part of some weird blackmail scheme involving the CIA. Hmm. What the fuck? Um, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So Uh, you also, because around this time we had the Las Vegas massacre that occurred, um, which I won't go into too much detail. Right. If you're interested, you can look it up, etc. Um, but Q also wrote that the Las Vegas massacre was most definitely an inside job connected to the Saudi and Clinton cabal. 
Now, I included this part mostly because, according to the Woodward tapes that came out a couple of weeks ago as of this recording, um, Trump is good friends with the Saudis, even going so far as to protect the Saudi crown prince from Congress after the assassination of the uh, U.S. journalist uh, two years ago in October, um, and also to bypass Congress approval to sell $8 billion in arms to the Saudis. So that was just something that I thought was interesting that they... That QAnon at this time decided to lump in the Saudis with the Clintons I, I, for the cabal. I was like, the United States has actually just had a relationship with, uh, you know, Saudi Arabia for a very long time. That's been, you know, late 80s going into now. So, yeah, it, everybody's been in bed with them for quite some time. Mm-hmm. We're helping to fund their um, military excursions and stuff into Yemen. So that's that's great. Uh, hey, I think we like what- oil. We need to hold on to it. There, there's a reason why there's a meme anytime someone mentions oil, even if it's olive oil and America just appears. So, uh, it's actually one of my favorite kind of memes. <laughs> Ever since, by the Did way. Did someone mention extra virgin olive oil? America theme plays. I feel like there's this weird thing where you do see things ahead of time or you mention memes and then maybe it's just because of, you know, your phone's always listening to you. I just get inundated with that meme. But ever since you, uh, <laughs> ever since you did the, oh, it's been seven years since January bit or inform me of that. I've seen <laughs> multiple people on my Twitter feed, uh, make that same joke. Like it was the first time it was ever said. So, uh, beautiful life, uh, uh, finds, uh, a way. Thank you. Oh, we're having, I like that. Chilean sea bass, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. This is going to be fun because I want to do this. Let me read you one of the crumbs Q posted on November 1st, 2017. I don't have enough to get home, Michael, so. <sighs> okay. Do I need another My beer? My fellow Americans. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> okay. My fellow Americans. Over the course of the next several days, you will undoubtedly realize that we are taking back our great country, the land of the free, from the evil tyrants that wish to do us harm and destroy the last remaining refuge of shining light. On POTUS's order, we have initiated certain failsafes that shall safeguard the public from the primary fallout, which is slated to occur 11-3. That's November 3rd, 2017. Uh, Upon the rest announcement of Mr. Podesta which I mentioned last week was Clinton's manager from the campaign, Mm -hmm. Um, actionable the 4th of November. Confirmation to the public of what is occurring will then be revealed and will not be openly accepted. Public riots are being organized in serious numbers in an effort to prevent the arrest and capture of more senior public officials. On POTUS's order, a state of temporary military control will be actioned and special ops carried out. False leaks have been made to retain several within the confines of the United States to prevent extradition and special operator necessity. Rest assured, the safety and well-being of every man, woman, and child of this country is being exhausted in full. However, the atmosphere within the country will unfortunately be divided as so many have fallen for the corrupt and evil narrative that has long been broadcast. We'll be initiating the emergency broadcast system during this time in an effort to provide a direct message, avoiding the fake news, to all citizens. Organizations and or people that wish to do us harm during this time will be met with swift fury. Certain laws have been pre-lifted 
to provide our great military the necessary authority to handle and conduct these operations at home and abroad. POTUS will be well insulated. Yeah, it says insulated. POTUS will be well insulated slash protected on AF-1 and abroad, specific locations classified, Mm. while these operations are conducted due to the nature of the entrenchment. It is time to take back our country and make America great again. Let us salute and pray for the brave men and women in uniform who will undertake this assignment to bring forth peace, unity, and return power to the people. It is our hope that this message reaches enough people to make a meaningful impact. We cannot yet telegraph this message through normal methods for reasons I'm sure everyone here can understand. Follow the questions from the previous threads and remain calm. The primary targets are within D.C. and remain at the top on both sides. The spill over in the street will be quickly shut down. Look for more false flags. Stay alert. Be vigilant. And above all, please pray. Can someone get this guy off fucking Paxil so he'll shut the fuck up? Almost done. Almost done. Just a, just one more, just a biblical quote. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have Paris? perish. Fuck. <laughs> shall not have Paris. Shall not perish, but have eternal life. Love is patient. Love is kind. Oh, fuck God that quote to thy death. Fair fellow yeah. Americans. Also, don't forget to live, laugh, and love and uh, kick yourself off a cliff, you silly piece of shit. <laughs> Uh, I'm suddenly envisioning this gentleman rickrolling people out in the street and chasing them and telling them to, uh, you know, fuck themselves and, and Listen, walk away. There are a couple things that I am never going to do. I am never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. I'm never going to turn around and desert you. <laughs> I'm never going to make you cry. I'm never going to say goodbye. goodbye. <laughs> Never gonna tell a lie and hurt you. That is the most ludicrous bunch of nonsense that I have heard in the course of my many years on this planet, and that encompasses a lot. I I kind of tuned half of that out. It just uh, there are certain words in there that I think just immediately hit the button in my brain that just make me go from uh, you know aware and alert to just. <gasps> Well, uh, you know, Nostradamus there seemed to have hit the nail right on the head <laughs> on a bunch of really wonderful, vague things. Right. And naturally, there was a, a rampant fallout around November 3rd of that year, right? That we can we can absolutely trace, that we're going to see. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, the riding on the streets, you know, the cabal finally being taken uh-huh. over. Uh-huh. Um, the military for the last three years has been, you know, pretty good. I, I, I haven't been repressed too bad, you know, so... And may I also mention that Scrotus is still very safe aboard AF-1. <laughs> Scrotus. Um, but it kind of sounds like the speech toward the climax of the second act of a movie, right? Yes. It's supposed to be like the unifying speech that's given right before they start the, you know, falling action, right before the third act, right? <sighs> That's that's what I thought when I read it. I, I was it like, felt like I, I honestly, yeah. I brought to mind um, the president... Uh, from Independence Day. That was Day. exactly what I was about to say. It was the Independence Day speech nobody wanted. That's the one that we were hoping would drive everybody back out in the streets to let the aliens kill us. If you're a like, preacher, we're better off. If you're a preacher fan, it would be like if Humperdue did the, the monologue instead of, uh, whoever played the president in that movie. <sighs> he was a good actor. I can't remember what he, what, I it, can't remember. what the actor's name Shane, was. But can I call a lifeline here? On who wants to be a... I don't even remember the president's name. Was it Ashmore? Anyway, so you're saying about what, what stupid are you pieces of me? shit. Uh, the actor who plays the president in Independence Day. 
Oh, oh, can we clip that for me? Because I'm going to replay that forever. Whenever I'm masturbating, I want to hear that sound. I'm smelling. I'm smelling with my tongue. It's what I changed for my my synesthesia. I cut my taste so I can smell with my tongue. Yes, indeed. Um, give me about you know go go on. It'll it'll occur to me here in a moment. He's just gonna he'll okay. just yell it out when you get it. Literally interrupt. I will. I'll, yeah. I'll just scream. Yep, it's gonna happen. I'm, I'm used to the interruption, so it'll it'll give more context. And uh, yeah, anyway, so since this event clearly didn't happen, obviously. Uh, you think this would have led followers to leave in droves, right? You know, this, it sounded like it was a very big, you know, done deal was going to happen, right? Uh, well, it did. And that's why Q had to move to 8chan to get a fresh start. And so now we're going to go on to talking about 8chan. So first, I'm going to apologize to the listeners and my co-hosts. I mispronounce 8kun. Yeah. From the last yeah, episode. You, you silly piece of it's shit. It's with a... So with a soft U, not a hard U. Hey, so so it doesn't sound like a raccoon. I just really wish that in this podcast that there were other people involved. No woman, <laughs> other people involved. They're like, hey, I'm pretty sure you're mispronouncing that. You could probably like, yeah, just just censor it. And uh, no, he also defended himself as saying that this is he he had it on good authority. That's how it was pronounced. It was Bill Pullman, by the way, in case you didn't hear my oh, scream. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Thank I, you. I did okay. say it. I that was my I... scream. Uh, okay. Michael, I, I yes. accept your apology. He's a, he's a great actor. Uh, however, I will yes, say that you. I don't expect the public to. So while you may have my affection again, you will never have my love. I've, I I don't get anyone's love. It's it's just how I am. Well, uh, I live with it every John's day. John's also never going to give it up. I'm never going to say goodbye. He's. I mean, it... But but at least by not giving me the love, I never feel like he will let me down. He's already set the lowest mm-hmm. standard for me. So he's also never going to turn around and desert me mm-hmm. because he knows that I will apologize for yeah, that. Yeah, we're so. no strangers to love, Michael. Yeah. So uh, continue, please. Yeah, I just have uh, one question. The rules are pretty well known so that you know them and that I know them. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to drive you home? <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to give a very brief uh, history of 8chan because I feel that it is important for the context. Indeed. All right. Um, and also because the, I literally had finished the uh, Behind the Bastards episode on uh, the reopening of 8chan because this happened in December of 2019 that that episode had come out. So I got a little excited that I got to, you know, connect to something I like and listen mm-hmm. to. Anyway, so its founder, Frederick Brennan, uh, created the website after observing what he perceived to be rapidly escalating surveillance and a loss of free speech on the internet, especially 4chan. Uh, it had one rule. Do not post, request, or link to any content illegal in the United States of America. Do not create boards with the sole purpose of posting or spreading such content. That sounds like several rules to me. Yeah, it sounds like more than one. That's what Wikipedia said. I'm that was one rule, kidding. but I know. Um, the res- the founder claimed that uh, while he found some of the content posted by the users to be reprehensible, he felt personally obligated to uphold the site's integrity by tolerating discussion that he does not necessarily support, regardless of his moral stance. Um, though he eventually became disillusioned enough with what 8chan was changing into that he resigned in 2016. Uh, turning the site over to its now current owner and um, probable Q, 
person, uh, Jim Watkins and his son, Ron. I don't know these people. They're not related to me. I don't claim them. <laughs> and also, you can fuck yourself. <laughs> I did think it was a bit in- a bit funny when uh when I read that it- that was his name. Yeah. So that's and I a don't lie, blame isn't it? Frederick. It's a for- lie. God, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> we built this on a lie. I, don't I wanted blame it to him. be untrue. <laughs> oh, I, 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 for for your sake, I wish it was, but unfortunately, not. All right. Um, I don't blame Frederick for doing that for resigning and giving control of the website up. Uh, he um, had the Oppenheimer moment. It's okay. We all do. Uh, in 2015, multiple people had filed reports to the site's domain registrar, the person that uh, the company that registers the website address. So the one that says this is your website address, you type that in, it will get you to this website, right? Um filed reports to this registrar that the message board had hosted child Pornography. Mm. Yes. Um, in addition to reference to last week, cheese pizza, uh, the site had also been subject to a growing number of white supremacists, neo Nazis, the alt right, racists, Antifa, anti Semites, Semites. I can't Antifa's do that. bullshit. Antifa's bullshit. Yeah. yeah, that is so disparate to the other things <laughs> on that list. Like, I couldn't help it. I know, I know that you both would have caught it. Like I said, I had to, I mean, you are, you missed the okay, other line. So we're two for three, but you got two of the three. I had, I, I had to be a little bit easier with it because like so much of this was already, I figured you'd get really yeah. trigger happy with it, which you have, which is, as I said, with the Phoenix Jones thing, same thing is sometimes as absurd as the topic is, it's almost impossible to keep giving out things that aren't painfully self-evident when you're lying. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you name it, it was probably there. Probably had a presence, if you think back to those and, uh, other actual Anti-Semite ones. or anti-Semitic, depending upon how you want it. I didn't know if you needed the assist for that, but... Uh, it was more anti-Semite, so not, not necessarily anti-Semitic. Semite. If they're anti-Semites, they're not swallowing. shit (laughs) that derailed me um so to explain the lie because i i know you both caught it immediately but i still feel like i need to because i always write this um antifa is short for anti-fascist and is outright against half of the groups i listed and tangentially against the other half of those groups um also uh Kind of as an aside that I wanted to mention, and I might do an episode on it if we really, if people are really interested in the covering of these like alt right conspiracy things. Um, 8chan also became entangled with Gamergate. If you guys remember that from 2014, if you don't, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially after 4chan started banning topics about it. So if you guys aren't, if you don't know about it and Maybe one or two people ask me to do it, then I might do an episode on Gamergate okay. later in the future. Please, I, I was yes. going to say uh, the reason that it stuck out to me is a lie is because I've heard many speeches by the vocal leader of their group, Queen Antifa, and uh, she's she's got some very compelling arguments against uh, you know fascist regimes. And uh, <laughs> sorry, Man. I'm trying to keep a straight face and I can't speak. <laughs> you almost got there. You were almost there. I, was, I had a moment. You 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 got like ninety nine percent. I tried. Of the way there, I tried. So. Yeah, respect. Uh-huh. Um, so in 2018, 
Uh, Q moved their posts to 8chan, uh, increasing traffic there substantially. Um, with less moderation than 4chan, the whole idea behind creating 8chan in the first place, the place quickly became a worse hive of scum and villainy uh, than 4chan. Well played. I see your reference. Yes. Mmm. I had to at least do that one. Uh, Q then had a place to spout whatever new bullshit they wanted and would have been doing so continually up to today. Were not for a couple of people who decided to take their hatred of others a step further. I'm talking about the perpetrators of the Christchurch mosque shootings, the Poway synagogue shooting, and the El Paso shooting of 2019. Um, before each shooting, the shooter posted their manifesto on HN. God damn. I won't, and I want to make this statement, um, because it's actually an important statement that, uh, I, very much believe in. I won't include names, mostly because they didn't on the Wikipedia page, but I won't include names because I believe in so, I believe doing so turns them into celebrities and gives others a way to become famous, uh, by trying to beat the previous shooter's high score. Yeah. Uh, wow. And I say Fuck that. Death. Yeah, that is. I say that mm-hmm. because on the thread where the Poway shooter posted their manifesto, other posters told the person to get the high score and beat the Christchurch oh shooter's God. high score. So I hate this the country. most. I was gonna say the most abhorrent of human beings and the uh, poster children for man's inhumanity to man lurk in 4chan and then 8chan and now 8 can. Yes. Yes. Um, I will also say just because of your statement, John, that Christchurch is actually in New Zealand. Poway is in California, Still if, if I recall correctly. Fine. And then, yeah. And then El Paso is in, um, Texas. Just for people that aren't aware of that. And uh, to, I to will take, back to sh- oh, go ahead. No, I will take geography for 500, please. And I'm going to crib back to <laughs> Shane, uh, from last week or a couple weeks ago saying, well, if you hate this so much, John, why don't you leave and go somewhere else? And it's because you've made it literally fucking impossible. So thank you for that, you fucks. Uh, if anyone really wants to see where our future is, is going to be moving toward, there's a really phenomenal comic book series that is called DMZ. It is where America actually goes to war with itself, and there is just a demilitarized zone essentially between New York and New Jersey that is the only separation between, like, the liberated states of America and then where the governmental hive is in sort of the the northeast. And it is a journalist who gets dropped into the DMZ to to report about the the leaders of the movements. Uh, me intrigued. Outside, uh, really phenomenal series. But the more that I hear any of the reports and see sort of like these weird political tides that are undulating these days, I'm like, oh, cool, it's DMZ again. I'm really looking forward to this. So I actually have a connection back to the podcast that I'd mentioned. So the host of Behind the Bastards, Robert Evans. Um, also has another podcast called It Could Happen Here, which details a possible American Civil War that could happen in the near future. Are they paying you? Yeah. No, Are you getting some sort of a statement? Because, I mean, it's like we've got a quota of the number of times you're going to, to allude to Behind the I, Bastards on this episode. I listen to that podcast when I'm working at my pizza mm. job. And it all it does is it just gets me pissed off, and I can't do anything about it because I don't yell at uh, customers, and I have no authority to yell at employees. Well, 
I just don't want to. Um, except for the, the, uh, Trump supporting, uh, uh, driver I actually started yelling at last, uh, on Monday mm. because he started talking about, um, Floyd having three times the lethal amount of drugs oh, in his fuck system. Out like, of here. oh, cool. But he still was suffocated for nine minutes. So I don't care what he was on. He could have been stoned out of his fucking mind. Also, well, he was still to kind of, strangulated. To kind of curb off that, Michael. So while you're listening to your podcast at work, did you ever wish that it was easy and uh, convenient to pause your show hand, or, you know, mostly like wirelessly and hand free? Just maybe a, a click of the button. Might I recommend to you the Samsung Galaxy Buds? Uh, they come in three or to four convenient colors. Um, <laughs> I can't hear you. I, I've got my uh, my Beats by Dre on my head right now, and uh, you know it's it's noise canceling, so I'm I'm not able to hear any number of things, including loudmouth assholes. Yeah, what is the Samsung? I'm sorry, stuff? what did you, you say? Know Michael? The great stuff is. I think, uh, you know hmm? the great the great stuff. Oh well, noise canceling. I'm nothing but noise. Ha 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 ha. I was gonna make a joke about Raycon because a lot of my YouTube channels that I watch are sponsored. I by do Raycon. actually own some Raycons. They're great. They're fantastic. Anyway, so now that we're done with our sponsored ad break. Uh, uh, now, I just to unring this bell for a second and try to get us back to where <laughs> we used to be. John, why does he say pizza job when there is no pizza job? I don't get the I reference. Didn't, I didn't expect you. It, it, <gasps> it's, John doesn't get a reference? It, it's, well, it's not actually a quote. I've amended it to suit my own needs, but it would be, why does it say paper jam when there is no paper jam? Oh, Office Space? I need to see that Thank movie. You. All right, moving on. <laughs> Have you seen Michael's cheese pizza? I, no, I don't want to see Michael's cheese pizza. She was dancing around earlier uh, in his office, and it's just really disturbing. Parents, mm-hmm. ew, exactly. Michael, you should be ashamed. Anyway, the service providers for 8chan dropped 8chan in response to the El Paso shooting, meaning the website was essentially shut down. This created a break in Q's posts since there wasn't a way for them to prove they were actually Q, which kind of, you know, put a thorn in, you know, that side for a while, right? Although it wasn't hosted anywhere, and I'm mentioning this because John asked last week, uh, users were able to access the website through the dark web mm. or the deep web for a time uh, using fancy technology such as Tor, which I won't cover because I don't really yeah. know It's just about a browser, that. man. Bruh. Anyway, uh, however, on October 7th, 2019, uh, 8chan's official Twitter account released a video that unveiled the new 8kun logo, which is the picture that I sent you guys last night. Yeah, I don't look at things um, you sent me. That's fair. In it, a snake resembling the Gadsden flag, the uh, don't tread on me no. one, uh, forms the shape of a number eight on the logo. And then it said for me to show a picture of it, but I, I skipped the, I skipped that uh, step and showed it to you guys last All right, time. Then. Um, yes. So I will end this topic on with an ironic twist. Oh, what a twist. Yes. So remember when, yes. So remember the 5th of November when I no, uh, I mean we're actually, talking about anonymous here. It's appropriate. This is actually quite funny because I have this written down. Um, and no, this isn't bullshit. Uh, but remember when I mentioned about the Russian investigation, Mueller report, and mm-hmm. everything? You know, Clinton and you know, cabal, whatever. Uh, so on November fifth, nineteen or twenty nineteen, 
Not bullshit. It's written down here. Eight Kun came online by using a fake or bogus IP through Media Land LLC. Now, Media Land LLC is owned by the Russian Alexander Yalishanda Volosovic. Bless you. Who has been described, yes, who has been described as the world's biggest bulletproof hosting operator and is known for enabling cybercriminal activity. Mm. As of March 2020, which was the last uh, part of the uh, Wikipedia article, uh, Aitkun was still a Russian or was still using a Russian hosting provider. So that is pretty ironic considering they're like, oh, Trump Trump wasn't working with Russia at all. No, 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 no. It was actually <sighs> Clinton and Obama, right? So, uh, yeah. Now, no, damn. Am I, I have only tangentially heard this discussed, but was not there some sort of idea at one point that either a Q or a Q-ish character is someone who is claiming that he came back from the future and he has seen the future that's manifested, and it is because of him being a time traveler that he knows Donald Trump is the savior of our country. Have you encountered this previously, or am I making this up? I have heard of it, okay. Um, but I did not see any of that when I did this current research. I did hear about that. That could be like a fringe, like separate okay. break-off splinter It group. also might be someone um, who thought they were being clever and just referencing a South Park episode and, and then right. you know, decided to get cute out of it. But yeah, I'd heard that. It was my only correlation I had to the QAnon thing previously was I thought it was this person who claimed that they were an emissary from a future time. And so that's how they're able to provide all this info is that they know how things will unveil. Yeah, no, I uh, unfortunately I did not encounter it with respect I'd to say this. Fortunately. But I have... I have heard of it, okay. though. So, yes, yes. That does seem reasonable, because I have read, several, like, a year ago or something like that, that there was an idea that someone from the future was like, yes, Trump will save us all. So it was probably one of those offshoots where they were like, yes, this is a second Q, or maybe a P, or maybe a U, or an S, or a T, or an R. Uh, I'd like to buy a vowel, um, please. It's definitely an R in some way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, or capital O O F. Oh, Mr. Um, Pat Sajak, it's such a wonderful pleasure to be here, I must say. <laughs> all right. So since we, uh, you know, Shane and I are both golden gods and we basically just deflated all of your lies, say one. Except I was going to say, do you care yes. to educate us on the one that we missed? Probably because you were just talking yes, too fast. So, <laughs> uh, no, you were, you were giving people too much credit. So remember when I gave that speech? Yeah, I try to forget. And I said, since this clearly didn't happen, you'd think this would have led followers to leave in droves, right? And then I said, well, it did. And that's why Q had to move to 8chan to get a fresh start. That is not why they moved. Yes. As you unveiled later on in your presentation. Yeah. I think you managed Uh, to just lull us into a drooling sleep with that droney speech. So you you could have told us that our mothers were hot air balloons after that, and we probably would have just missed it. After you're done. Well, yeah. the, they both contribute to 8chan's, you know, Q discussion boards. Did you not know that? Q? Ooh, this is awkward. Um, So, nope. If anything, this speech and the fact that it failed brought more followers into the fold. 
It's easy to make predictions like that since Q can rationalize that the plan was compromised and that it had to be pushed or back. Or because they unveiled back. it, then, you know, people adjusted according to, you know, the information getting leaked. And one of their posts that they made um, in response when it turned out to not be real, uh, they claimed disinformation is real and disinformation is necessary. I know and I wanted to that you're that saying specifically. it as the singular word disinformation, like disinformed, but you kind of were saying it like disinformation, though, will educate Joe. you. Oh. Disinformation? Fair enough. Disinformation, it not whack. <laughs> that's fair. I put too much emphasis on oh. disinformation. So that's, that's uh. yeah, I got you. Because you, know, you know, you speak real. in slang all the time ever since I've known you. <laughs> Yeah, dog. Uh, Q <laughs> Q did move their post to 8chan, but only because uh, the 4chan board where, he, where they had posted uh, had been, quote, infiltrated. Uh, so, Well, speaking of people who made predictions, did either of you gentlemen delve at all into the gentleman who reported the uh, the New Jersey portal into another reality? Did no. anybody? No, I did not. Oh, okay. Well, it, that gentleman, uh, Sargel 18, who is the one who discovered the vortex in New Jersey, uh, and Wanakue, New York, uh, he also makes like slews of predictions and it is a constant. It's so he had been referenced in a podcast I listened to, uh, tell him Steve Dave, they had their own sort of odd tangential thing they did where they had him on as a guest to talk about the vortex. And that he's encountered Satan and all sorts of other odd entities. Yes. Oh, man, I want to meet my hero. uh, You really ought to go in and just delve onto a couple of the videos because he has moved what used to be his horrible Flash website over to a series of exorbitantly long videos on YouTube where he explains and shows his photographs. But this man is... uh, not quite getting his communiques from the mothership clearly anymore, but he does claim he has alien DNA. And that is one of the reasons that he is able to find the vortex. So I I really couldn't find anything substantively enough to pull from other than listening to his videos, which I don't have the mental wherewithal to withstand presently to actually do it as a topic, but I'll put a link in the show notes here for those that want to delve into it. Man alive. It is ridiculous. And it almost as outlandish as the things that we've been talking about today, but he makes a lot of random predictions about claiming that we're nearing apocalypses and, he basically sort of like, uh, you know, spins it the same way of like, oh, well, you know, someone found out about it in the, the reptilian elite and they've changed it. So now they've moved it forward in time. Uh, I actually had a little passage that I since erased that referenced, uh, like doomsday preachers. Ah, yes. Like, uh, I think, uh, camping, Harold camping, mm-hmm. uh, one of the bigger guys that predicted the end of the world like multiple times. Um, but one of them was during 2012 and it created such a panic that there were people that were selling everything they had, um, and pulling massive credit card debt just to like get vans and everything that like extolled that to people. Um, and there was a particular, I can, I can, uh, if I, when I'm editing this, I'll add this to the show notes because there was a beautiful YouTube video that talks about it. And they actually have a clip where they interviewed a person that believed in it. That was at times, uh, or, um, 
New York uh, Times Square okay. um, and was, was being interviewed right before the whole thing was supposed to happen. And he was surrounded by a bunch of people and he had an, uh, a reporter and everything. And the time passed and the guy was sitting there and he checked his watch and he looked really awkward. And he's like, I sold everything for this. I feel like. And he was right before it. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be going. I got everything. I'm set. I sold everything. I have nothing to my name now. I donated everything to Harold Camping. This is great. And then oh, it happens and he just walks away. I feel and it is one of the most awkward videos I've I ever watched. I feel like watched. that should be the top post of all time on r slash watch people die inside. Mm. Oh, it most certainly should Ding. be. Oh, yes. there I got my uh, the, the outlook cancellation for the apocalypse. Uh, God's rescheduled. We'll, we'll see in a few um, the years. The next day, Harold Camping had said uh, he did some math oh. wrong, and he consulted the I Bible. I fucked the whole thing up. Uh, yeah, just dump it. Yeah. Dump the whole Numerology. thing. I'm going to keep the money, though, because you're idiots, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep the money. Oh, yeah. But, mm -hmm. but have yeah. fun living in dirt. What? <laughs> well... Oh, I might, I might do an episode on that too, because like the whole, the that whole thing was just absolutely just it's awkward. It's fun to give you a little two-parter to, to take, you know, just to fill, fill some time and give us some silly nonsense. Yeah. So we can explain why, um, I stole the spotlight for two weeks. Yeah. Um, by all means. I'm, John. I'm actually, I'm very excited, um, because we are going to crest into October, uh, and we're just going to do, uh, you know, we're gonna do spoopy stuff for the whole season. Um, it'll be super scurry. Spoopy. And you guys were kind enough to let me kick it off. So next week we are going to be talking about, uh, the elevator game, which terrified me when I saw it, but it's a neat little urban legend. Um, yeah, I actually prepped and I sent you guys proof while I was doing it. I wrote this a couple weeks ago. Um, and I just finished it yesterday, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and it, uh, hopefully it'll get you all in the holiday spirit of just being, uh, being, being scurred. And, uh, to follow up the subsequent week, I will be throwing another very bizarre internet phenomenon slash urban legend, and we are going to discuss Dear David. And it will be the first presentation where I will be providing all of you with photographic evidence as we go along. So there, I've already created a, a secondary uh, document that you can uh, pull up and, and look along so that you actually have the photos that were posted. And you can follow along with me and see what is being offered into evidence to show you Dear David and his exploits. So we are super wow. prepared for this. Yeah. I'm glad. No, I'm really glad because it will be uh, both Shane and John that will be presenting for the month of October. Um, so they pretty much let me finish this sort of like small arc, giving them more time to prepare. And it looks like it definitely paid off because both of those sound like fantastic oh, episodes, you know, I'm not to jerk mm -hmm. ourselves uh, off. But um, that is why I presented two weeks in a row. Uh, to give them more time to prepare for and spook plus over. you also had a there we go being racist again uh what oh <laughs> come on get out of here censored <laughs> uh but it also you know gave you an opportunity to delve into this topic because there was a plethora of material for you to sort through and so it is appreciated on all ends so kids prepare to be scurred
That's what we're saying. It's it. <laughs> Red Ram. Also, you speaking of which, do, do we want to actually attempt to do that uh, watch along of The Shining as we, as we get to the end of October here? You know, I think so. I mean, we can talk about this right now. We don't have to make a decision on air, but mm-hmm. I would say we're, e- I would, I'd be game to either do a watch along as the, the final, like to tie it off, um, or just have our Stephen King episode where we talk about all things Stephen King for an hour and some change, mm-hmm. uh, just cause he uh, is the king of horror. So to speak. So. Indeed. And we also do have, uh, my, my secondary topic, since we're just going to lay the whole bloody thing out, is, uh, I think I should be able to find enough material on deathbed, the bed that eats. Uh, and uh, that Ooh. should <laughs> help to close everything out for us. Yeah. I think it <laughs> sounds so bad, but I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's it's, great. it's abysmal, eats. my friend. <laughs> It, this is spooky. going to be Blood Circus Part Two, basically. I this love is it. What we're oh, headed Lord for. Boy. Uh, well, cool. I'm really, I'm really excited. I, have the most appropriate I, boner. I usually don't like go down the rabbit hole of October, but I, I'm feeling in in the spirit of the season uh, as we approach, and I'm really looking forward to it. Also, uh, get ready and yeah. thank you for tuning in. If you are tuning in, if you're not tuning in, you're not going to hear this. And in which case, <laughs> you are uh, you're owed money. I owe you money. Uh, but you're never going to know that I owe you money because you haven't tuned in. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you heard it from him or, or not, I guess. No, if you're never going to hear in, it from so. me. Well, uh, I guess I'll just take the sweet, sweet $10 bill back to the bank. <sighs> so uh, since John didn't insist this week and also since uh, my posit proved to be true. It did. That we got no further interaction on any of our social network. Hold on, so, our Twitter poll is going super strong compared relative to usual. Also, because we have shared it in multiple ways in multiple milieus, so I, I don't think that can be correlated to the fact that we've plugged it earlier in the show, nay, plugged it at all here on the podcast. Fair. But since we're gluttons for punishment, in case you want to find us on your preferred social networks, you can find us on Facebook.com slash Disinformed Podcast, on Instagram at Disinformed Podcast, and on the Twitters where you can find that poll. It will still be up for another couple days here. Actually, technically it won't by the time we get to this episode airing. It's going to be live. So uh, at this point, to give a brief update for those who haven't been paying attention, it looks like Prayer and Miracles is about to uh, manifest itself as the next thing we're reading. It does indeedy. So who knows? And then finally, uh, on that Twitters, we're at Disinformed Pod. That is our glorious handle that you can track us down. And uh, please, uh, you know, flash back in time and vote. If you have a time turner, get on back here and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you can join us at the School of Prayer and Miracles. I'm not Okay. Indeed, I promise. Well, Gentlefin, I think that is going to wrap this thing. A gentlefin, yes, yes. The <laughs> gentle, gentle, jenglefins, cranglefums. Uh, Ooh, yeah. I think Cranglefums. this is going to, you know, give our episode the tasty seal into the crunch wrap supreme of enmity and disdain that is the disinformed podcast. We sincerely thank you for being here, and I want to remind you all before we leave that Pigeon is small and blue, 
But for the Disinformed Podcast, <laughs> I'm Shane. I'm John. Birds aren't real, and I'm Michael. So long and good night. So long and good night. And good night. <laughs>